hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Long about technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 74. My name's Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. And joining me each and every week, Stephen Frenick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Mate, excellent. It's a bumper week. And I, I think I think the most important thing we all need to do is just, just breathe, relax, get a bit of extra sleep. Because the Olympics are on from Saturday. It's coming. You know, I mean, seriously, this is going to be some sleepless nights. We could record every evening at 2 a.m. Are you going to get up and watch some events, Trevor, or are you going to record them and watch them first thing in the morning? What's, oh, your, what's your play there? I'm not, I've, you know what? I don't watch sport on delay. It just bugs me. Like, yeah. I see people that the record same, the Formula it? One and watch it the next day. I'm like, whoa, you've missed the result. So, yeah. no, I'm up live. I'll look at the schedule every day and work out what things I want to see, set an alarm, either listen to it on the radio in bed or get up and watch it. So we'll talk more about the Olympics soon. Uh, this is Episode 74 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, for anything connectivity in your home or small business. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, mate, either Ruslan Kogan is a Collingwood fan or he is a more astute businessman than any of us could really imagine. I mean, the bloke's smart. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, I think it could be a bit of both. So this t- today he announced a, a TV that would be available to buy for Collingwood fans, and it's it's not actually anything radical. It's just got a nice little Collingwood logo on the on the remote, and in the centre of the TV where the Kogan brand would normally be, there's your Collingwood logo. So it's basically a Collingwood startup screen. Yeah, well, exactly. So it's you know it's a Collingwood branded TV. If you're a dyed in the wool pies fan, you love your black and whites. How how's my sporting knowledge going, mate? Going um, good. Yeah, magpies. This is magpies. this is pretty full on. I mean, this is a it's a cheap TV. It's not you know it's not thousands of bucks. It's a cheap TV. And you know what? How to impress your mates in, in one easy step. It is very smart. Very smart. And I've got to say, if Rosslyn Kogan put out a South Sydney TV, I would have already ordered it. Yeah, I, I, I would buy that TV. You, you you'd fly to Melbourne, bash on his door until he I handed would. one over. In fact, I'm going to email him and say, look, you did one for Collingwood who. The, the, I think Eddie – look, he's even got Eddie Maguire involved. He he, he huh. did a deal. Like, that's pretty good. And Eddie Maguire's quotes – I've written a story on Tech Guide. He's glowing praise for yeah. Kogan as an Australian company and Kogan as an astute businessman. And he's saying that Collingwood, this iconic team, well, hello, hmm. founding rugby league team up here in Sydney, the Rabbitohs, were as much, uh, as much prestige as Collingwood. I think we deserve our own telly as well. I, I, look, I don't doubt that this is basically a subtle way of saying, here's the kind of stuff we can do, <laughs> line up at the door, people – and we'll do it for you because, you know, he's making money on the TV. He's so smart. You know how much Aussies love to their sports. Oh, yeah. But here's Very the other smart. thing. It's, Would the, you buy a Par- Are you a big enough Parramatta fan to buy a Parramatta TV? Or? I'm probably not a big enough Parramatta fan, but I tell you what, if there was a Mark Webber branded TV, I'd buy okay. it. I'd fair to buy it. Red, I would. Bull, Red Bull TV? Oh, you know, Red Bull, that's the kind of stupid stuff they do. So, so you never know. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. It's not just a TV. If you're also a Collingwood member... You also get a whole stack of other little goodies 
It's smart. I tell you, start to top to bottom, this is smart. And if you're not a member, you get a Magpie Insider membership. So it's kind of the, the lead up to becoming a member. So, And you know what Ruslan's Eddie, doing Fast here? Eddie, I think he said they did the deal, and I bet you any money he said, yep, lock it in, Eddie. I oh, yeah. he said that. <laughs> well, you know what I love about this, and, and it's all credit to Ruslan for, um, for his astute business knowledge here. But he's actually creating a new sector here. Um, you know, he can he can do. There'll be minimum runs. He'll only have to make a thousand of them. You know, with the branding and everything, and he'll sell that he'll easy. Need more than that. No, but he'll only need to make like he's only got to make a commitment at a factory to a yes. thousand of them. Yeah, so it's kind of a it's an easy win for him. But the thing is, you know, you can imagine the future where you know he can have when they when his TVs become smart TVs. You know, they've got some software built into them other than just the logo. Yep. You know. He, a branded TV with automatic access to the to the South's website as the homepage or whatever it is. This is the kind of cool How stuff that can talking? happen. Yeah, there you go. Turn it on and you get a picture you're of, talking. you know, some bloke before the judiciary. I, I mean, think we should sell that idea to Mr. Kogan. He, he, he listens to our podcast well, each and every week, so hopefully yeah. he's hearing this, Trevor. Well, I know he's listening. He, he's, a, he's an avid listener. Hello, Ruslan. Hi, hi, Cheerio. Ruslan. Look forward and to seeing him, seeing him in Vegas. Um, yeah, Vookie, get back from your holiday, you lazy bugger. Yeah. Fair income. What's going on there? <laughs> this bloke, honestly, does he work? Anyway, the uh, Kogan, the Kogan Goes Collingwood is what I'd like to call it, and you can read a full detail about that and the full announcement, including the big Eddie Maguire's quotes at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, it was a very pleasant surprise to see the two blokes talking tech at the same event again this yep. week, Trevor. We're making a habit of this. Uh, at the Seagate event, they launched uh, Seagate, the well-known uh, external hard drive company, mm. had an event down at Darling Harbour, down at Kingpin. It was first uh, first tech event I've ever been to at a bowling alley, I've got to say. So, oh, I've got to be honest. Uh, gathering, but uh, they were there to launch their new range of storage devices, yep. uh, their backup uh, products, Backup Plus External hard drives. The beauty of these is not only are they hard drives, they store all your files, but they've got uh, one-click backup software involved. Mm. So there's a dashboard and uh, just makes takes the worry out of that backup. And for the first time too, they can also back up your content that you've uploaded also to Facebook. So it's a very smart idea, you know. So they've they've got the backup process happening, and people love and and can get used to the backup process in a very simple way. It's ready to go out of the box. But then there's a Facebook icon, you click on it, you put in your details, and it basically, and let's not kid ourselves, it's very simple, it really logs onto Facebook in the background and just accesses your photo libraries and downloads the, the publicly accessible images that you've logged on to, to identify. And it puts them in a little folder called, you know, My Downloaded Images. The folder structure isn't that pretty because the albums have weird names on Facebook and yeah. stuff, but essentially, your photos are all there. And I've got to say... I, you know, I upload a lot of silly little photos to Facebook, Instagram, or whatever, and I'm not sure that I really have them all because obviously I change phones a lot, so I'm not sure I back up my phone yeah. photos enough. I want to say that I think it, people thought, why the hell would you want to back up Facebook? It's up, it's on Facebook, mm. but I think you, you you hit the nail on the head there because I, like I send a lot of stuff sometimes from my computer, from my smartphone, from my tablet, so there's no real one place where I've got all that stuff. Mm. But now with the Seagate backup and the first in the world way to be able to do this. Now it can be saved in one place, and you can look at all this stuff in one spot. So, uh, yeah, good, good on Seagate for for thinking of that. First of all, also works with Flickr, yep. and you think of all the amount of pictures we upload to Flickr. If you're a big Flickr user, uh, and Flickr also allows you to all kinds of quality photos too. So, all different sizes. It might be a yep. large file, small file. So and the other great idea, thing about it, is but also not- what what alarmed me though, Trevor, during uh, hearing hmm. about Seagate strategy and the and the, the our reliance on digital storage. 
But they also did a survey about how little people back up. They said, I think oh, 69% yeah. of the people they surveyed in Australia, 69% admit they don't regularly back up their content and yeah. 13% have never backed up anything. Yeah, it's- So it's a real worry. Like once, once you lose your stuff, it's gone. Uh, and having this external backup uh, is a good little safety feature. You know the pain of it like I do when someone rings you on the radio and says, you know, I've I lost this, and, and you're just like, oh. I, I can't help you. You know, it's it's done. But look, just the other thing about this device, and just to clarify, this is not just a little hard drive on the side. It's also got you get four gig uh, four gigabytes of cloud storage as well. Yep. Um, so it can you can select parts of your backup that will automatically be pushed to the cloud. So mm-hmm. you can actually get your stuff from Facebook, and then it'll push all that into a different cloud and. Be be there as a backup but also it does the reverse with the facebook and and youtube and everything you can actually then share stuff so if you've got photos in your computer you can easily share them from this dashboard into youtube and 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 we should point out too there are there are three main uh hard drives in in the range there's the the backup plus portable Mm -hmm. which uh, is available in 500 gig and one terabyte 139 189 backup plus desktop which is uh, allows uh, the capacities of one terabyte two three four terabytes starting at 179 all the way up to 449 and there's also a slim portable drive that's less than a less than a centimeter thick and it's $159 for 500 gigabytes. Nice stuff from uh, from Seagate and you can read more about those great storage devices at techguide.com.au. Now, mate, this week I went uh, heavy on the Olympics in uh, Your Tech Life. If you want to go to yourtechlife.com or search for it on iTunes, I did an Olympic episode, episode 149, and I took the trouble to, to speak to, to representatives from pretty much all the major broadcast partners in Australia, Foxtel, uh, Channel 9, and the ABC Radio. Right. And it was very interesting, mate, because, you know, talking about the technology behind the scenes and, and the technology they're expecting in their coverage, big talk about social media on Channel 9 and the ABC radio. So I expect, you know, social media to play a role in both yeah. those coverages. They're calling but, it the social media Olympics, Trevor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And we talked talk last week about Foxtel's app that would be there. But just a couple of things that, that I took out of those those conversations that I thought I'd share here. Um, firstly, Foxtel's coverage is is just first rate. I mean, it's it's 1,100 hour, live hours of broadcast. Live you hours. can safely call that blanket coverage. Absolutely. You know, to compare that to any other normal Olympics that we We've had in the last, you know, twelve years. You know, you're talking four hundred live hours of coverage. So it's right. it's it's a pretty big improvement. And you're talking eight channels, all in HD, great stuff. And on the app, as we talked about last week. Yep. Now, the other big thing here is um is Channel Nine. Um, Channel Nine are broadcasting it on on Channel Nine, but they're also simulcasting it on the Gem Channel, which. Hooray, hooray, is HD. And we all know that that's oh, one of the hello. biggest complaints. Yes, finally. Massive complaints from sports it's, it's fans about the cricket, about the football. doesn't matter what it is. They complain oh. to the high heavens about that. Yeah. And it's going to be in HD. And that is, I've got to tell you, that's a big win for people with those big screen TVs. Is it ever? Really? Like, I think HD and sport belong in the same sentence. Like, mm. you know, I'm a big sports watcher. Yep. Watching it, I like having the big t- these big TVs at home. They're all buying full HD. Let's get sport in HD. Now, finally, of course, the Olympics were going to be in HD. They were actually, back in 2008, they were broadcast in HD. So there was a HD signal they available. Were filmed, but yep, Channel they were 7 filmed chose in... to broadcast it in standard definition, yeah. I understand. So yeah. we kind of missed out on that. But here's our chance to finally see HD, the best sport in the world, in finally in full high definition. But also, we should also talk about 3D as well, Trevor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a re- this was a big announcement that, that Channel 9 had applied for a 3D 
test or scientific license from the ACMA and they got that granted in Sydney and a few other places, mainly capital cities, but but not everywhere, to be very clear. Um, but I had to be very careful about that, by the way, because I remember a couple of years ago when they did the, the State of Origin in 3D, a lot of stores were using the 3D coverage as a selling point to people that lived in the country, yeah. not knowing that the, the signal wouldn't be broadcast to those areas. So they were, the ACMA, when they granted them this, this license, they were very strict with the conditions and that was one of them where it had to be pointed out to the customer that it's only available in capital cities. Well, really importantly too, it's not. It's, there's no infill. So if there's a black spot for digital television in your, in your area, there might be another transmitter that helps you get digital TV. Those no. transmitters don't ca- carry the, the 3D. So I can't get 3D at my place, for example. But the other really important thing, and it's great that people are excited about 3D in the Olympics, yeah. but it's actually not that great, to be honest. You're only going to get 3D content between yeah. the hours I, I think of 11 a.m., and 4 p.m., and it is a highlights package yeah. produced by the host broadcaster. So you won't get Kenny Sutcliffe or Rabs Warren. <laughs> no one. There is no Australian angle to it. It is yeah. purely a highlights of the games that day in 3D from the host broadcaster. That, that's a pity, you know, because if, if ever there was an opportunity to really hit 3D out of the park yeah. with coverage, it would be the Olympics. How hard would it have been to pick, say, I don't know, five key events, I don't know, swimming, beach volleyball, athletics, they could have picked five or six events and said, right, these are the 3D events we're going to cover. They could Mm. have planned this months ago because I think this is their opportunity. 3D sales, while it was massive when it came out, it was all about 3D. That's kind of gone a bit stagnant. Mm. There's no real – there's been no catalyst to grow 3D Mm. anymore. Mm. I think this was an opportunity missed because, let's face it, in in four years' time – when we're heading to Rio de Janeiro for the 2016 games, the 3D ship could have sailed. There's a lot of people who are you know, they're, they're not really fussed about 3D. This was a real opportunity yep. to showcase it. I don't think that they're taking that opportunity. Look, we'll move on, but let me let me just be a, an annoying media executive for a minute and say that it's not really <laughs> You're never annoying. It's, are you, mate? it's not always Channel Nine's fault here. Uh, it may be that you, they simply don't have access to a live feed. And secondly, no, 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 I'm not blaming Nine. No, no, no. I just think that that the, the whole whoever organised 3D in the Correct. first place really missed a big opportunity. Is yep. all I'm saying. But, but I don't want people on Twitter whinging about Channel Nine because no, it's no, probably no. not Channel not blaming Nine. Nine. The other thing yep. is to get the signal back here to get. 3D signal back here would probably cost tens of thousands of dollars a day because of the satellite bandwidth it would take up. So that's probably another reason. Anyway, it is exciting. The Olympic Games are going to be massive. If you've got Foxtel and 80% of Foxtel customers have the sports package, get the app on your tablet. Get the, the, the channels at channel number 184 to 191. Line them up. Get them ready. The Olympics is coming Saturday morning, 6 a.m., the opening ceremony on Channel 9 and uh, HD coverage on GEM. Check it all out, and, uh, and it's going to be a very exciting Olympics. We'll talk about uh, more Olympics and, uh, and coverage next week on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Canon this week uh, had a quite an exciting announcement uh, of a brand new interchangeable lens camera. Now, this is a camera, a compact system camera, which we've talked about in the past programs. Companies like Olympus, Lumix, they've got these these uh, compact system cameras. And Canon have actually come out, or they've announced, it's not out till October, they've announced the EOS M, which is offers a lot of the digital SLR features, mainly a lot of lot of components and features from the EOS 650D, which is an SLR camera, but also offers the convenience of a smaller body uh, and, and a lighter lighter body as well. Mm. So for those who really want to go for the quality and not really committed to an SLR, a larger device to carry around, 
this is going to be a really interesting product when it when it hits the market in October. So it's it's got interchangeable lenses, uh, and it can also use the more than sixty lenses, the EF lenses that are already mm. available for the digital SLR with a special mount adapter. Uh, so exciting! If you're really a photo, a photo enthusiast, this is a really exciting camera to check out. Uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a huge photo person, and I don't review a lot of cameras. <clears throat> but what I found interesting was this email came from Canon. I thought, yep, great, good little camera. But gee whiz, the the interwebs of tech people and tech websites really exploded. So this is a a really a much anticipated and a well received camera, which is good for Canon. I think so too. And and what what most people were, I posted my story on Tech Guide and, and then sent it out on Facebook. Got a lot of people saying, "Oh, when's this out? I want to get it." And and one thing Canon didn't reveal, and they're a bit canny with their pricing. Mm. They never revealed a price. Obviously, such a competitive market, they normally wait right until launch day to announce a retail price. In some cases, they don't even announce an official price through themselves. They say, "Well, you need to talk to the retailers about a price." Yeah. So there's a lot of lot of interest. But it'd be, I'll be curious to see how much this, what sort of pricing uh, is is given for this product. I'd say it'll probably be about a thousand dollar mark, maybe slightly less, hopefully. So mm. maybe about the entry level SLR mark. It certainly pushes the Samsung NX10 or whatever they're up to now with their mirrorless, uh, uh, you know, camera yeah. out of the market. There really doesn't it? Because because Canon's a reputable well, brand on the camera. Canon's put their foot in this market now. Mm. I think a lot of people are going to be paying attention. All right, the Canon EOS M. You can read more about that at TechGuide.com.au. Now, if you've got a Mac, an iMac, a MacBook, whatever it is, and you, you want to keep up to date, uh, Mountain Lion, the operating system, the latest version of OS uh, 10 for, for Mac, uh, was announced at WWDC and uh, you know, a lot of great features coming. But yesterday, very interestingly, during the earnings call, um, the Apple earnings call, and I've got to say, editorialising, geez, I'm sick of people bagging Apple fair income. They, they announced in their earnings call that they've sold 17 million iPads in three months, that they've sold 26 million iPhones, eight, 6 million iPods and 4 million Macs or something, right? And, yep. and, and that's below analyst forecasts. And I'm <laughs> like, that Apple hang on. Have to, have to come up with a reason for that? But well, we all know the reason. Everyone's waiting for the new iPhone. Yeah, but I'm, you know what I'd say if I was, well, you know, Apple don't talk, but I'd say, hang on, we didn't make that forecast, you idiots. You did. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they, they make billions of dollars. Line. Oh, it's typical, isn't it? Anyway, so Mountain Line, the next operating system, just subtly during the earnings call, which for people who don't know is basically where the CEO, Tim Cook, sits on a phone with a conference call of hundreds of journalists around the world listening in on and reading out how they went in, in money terms, he just goes, oh, yep, and Mountain Lion will be available on Wednesday. <laughs> so Mountain Lion <laughs> will be available on Wednesday in America, so we should get it, you know, Thursday. You've probably got it when you're downloading uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech, but that's pretty exciting, mate, to get a date Absolutely, on Mountain yeah, Lion. yeah, and I'm looking forward to upgrading Lion to Mountain Lion. There's a few features I'm looking forward to using on the desktop, like messaging, uh, the reminders, the uh, notification center. There's a lot of cool features mm. and, and a tighter integration with Facebook as well. Yeah, it should be exciting, Trev. So that uh, you should be able to download that as of pretty much Thursday our time. So if you're a Mac user, go grab it, download it, enjoy, and let us know what you think. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au, the place to go for the latest in uh, home and and private and business networking. And if you're into the latest and greatest and you're thinking about upgrading, I've got to tell you now, just the packaging for the R6300 Wi-Fi router, which is their 802.11ac, the very latest dual-band gigabit router, 
is beautiful. So they've gone from they've gone to the extreme here. This is gold. Gold standard is is the uh, super fast Wi-Fi that you'll get with the 802.11ac built into the uh, 6300 model Wi-Fi router. You can't miss it on the shelves. It'll be out very soon, and uh, it'll provide you future proof for your Wi-Fi network. Uh, Wi-Fi networks are going to get faster. The devices are going to get faster, and you want to have that capability if you're upgrading now. So check out the um, the latest and greatest from Netgear, super fast Wi-Fi in the AC range, and you can ask about that at your retailers, or you can check it out at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. What's happening in the banking space, mate? And, and it's very interesting to see, you know, Commonwealth Bank seemed to be, you know, leading the charge with different payment options and different apps and things. But Westpac came out with a, a mobile banking app for the iPad this week. That's right. Yeah, they introduced mobile banking for iPad. Not not a very imaginative name, but it uh, <laughs> it does tell the story. Uh, it's a free app that uh, that allows Westpac customers to get in and do all their banking on the iPad. Now, what I like about this is that they've done away with a lot of the drop down menus. So you know, you touch the screen and a menu drops down. So it's all quite you know, you got to touch all these menus. You go to different menus. What Westpac have done is they've utilised the, one of the best features of the iPad, which is the touch screen, and made it as simple as like when you transfer a one. Uh, funds from one account to the other they've made it as simple as drag and drop so you 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 get the amount from one account drag it literally to the other account uh and it's as simple as that so transferring funds between your accounts uh and things like that is is done a lot easier uh and it's also got other features like it sends you email uh, email transaction records uh and and being able to pay people be pay uh it's really puts the banking the mobile banking on the tablet, and, and it's interesting to note that Westpac said that it took when they first went to online banking, it took eighty months, however many years that is, huh. if you can divide that by twelve, for their online banking to be used by more than a million customers. Wow. Whereas it's only taken mobile banking; they've, they've obviously got smartphone apps uh, as well. It t- only took mobile banking thirty months to hit a million. So it just goes to show how our habits are changing. Uh, and we're doing all of this on our mobile devices, smartphones and tablets. You know, that's that's basically six years down to two and a half years. It's pretty impressive yeah, stuff. And it's, it just yeah, shows good. that. And this is, so it's a free app. So if you're a Westpac customer, I remember writing about all the Commonwealth Bank apps and they mm. were, they've were they been very busy in the space. Mm. And I remember receiving feedback from Tech Guide readers saying, well, I'm a Westpac customer. When is my app coming? Or I'm a St. George customer. Will this be available? So it's good to see that at least Westpac, which is quite a major organization here in Australia, good to see they're jumping on the mobile banking bandwagon and producing a pretty good quality app. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, we all know that successful websites, successful startup companies, the reason they're successful is that because they solve a problem. Mm. Uh, and, and in the case of this new site that I wrote about on Tech Guide this week, and I also I spoke about on my Tech Guide podcast, I actually interviewed the founder, founder Dr. Rick Liu, who's come up with a medical website for patients. It's called First Available. That's the one ST, firstavailable.com.au. And basically what it is, it's a way to allow patients to quickly find doctors and appointment times that suit them. So uh, Rick Liu, who's a very successful dentist, coming from the medical side, his biggest problem was cancellations and not having his books filled with appointments. Now, unless a patient calls his office looking for an appointment, no one will know about these available appointments. So what he's done is come up with an idea to create this website that pools all of these doctors' appointment books 
onto a website. Now, more there's more than 1,100 practitioners have already subscribed to the service. Huh. So it's really trying to – it's go, sort of first step in, in a way of streamlining the Australian healthcare system. This is genius. I, I've got to say, this is pure brilliance. I, I've just typed in uh, dentist and I've typed in Hornsby, which is up near where I live. And it's given me a list of places. Now, importantly, it's, you know, Neutral Bay is the first one, but it tells me that's 17Ks away, but I can get an appointment uh, on the 26th. What's that? That's tomorrow because we're recording recording on the 25th at 10 a.m. So I can get in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. There's an appointment. And I look down the list, Cogra, Pimble, that's a bit closer. I can get in there tomorrow at 12.30. You think about how many times have you heard about people looking, they've got a toothache, they need to find a dentist straight away, or there's some kind of, they, they need to see a doctor urgently. Uh, but this is a really helpful tool, and, and it's interesting because they conducted their own survey uh, to to see what what people look for in a doctor. And the first thing that they said was that the time they can get in was the most important factor. So time to them was important, mm. followed by location, followed by the practitioner's reputation. Yeah. So time and place were the top two things which reflected what First Available were trying to offer to make it easy for people to organize. So uh, they're, they're onto something there. And, and, and the number of um, doctors, practitioners, and all kinds of practitioners, we're talking dentists, doctors, physios, chiropractors, mm. the more, there's more and more coming onto the site. That's a, a site to really bookmark uh, and because it's only going to grow and just yep. make it even easier for patients to find appointments. Very nice stuff. First, as in 1ST, First Available, one word, firstavailable.com.au. It's a great site, very easy to use. I've just had a quick look myself, and uh, if you want an appointment now, have a look, but certainly over the coming months and years, it's going to be a very great service for Australians, and you can read more about it at techguide.com.au. You can listen to an interview with the founder on the Tech Guide podcast, you can check that out also at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, just quickly before we get into your review minutes and a couple of great products there, there was a, there was a bit of a story going around earlier this week about a, uh, a scam um, that were death threats coming to people via, uh, via text message. Essentially, I never got one, Trevor, did you? No, I get them all the time. Um, <laughs> no, this well, is... let's not talk about your wife's text messages, <laughs> yeah. mate. Come on. This, this was, uh, you know, it, it came across as a pretty serious message, but I've got to be honest, it's one of those things you go, oh, really? I mean, but... I guess if it's one of those things, you, you hit a thousand people, uh, it only takes one of them to go, oh my God, you know, there is that person or whatever, and well, you, you email well, the you address listed. You receive that text message, you don't know that thousands of other people are getting it. Mm. It can be quite a scary thing, I think. No, absolutely. Look, I, I think the, the issue here is that, you know, it's a tough thing, isn't it? Because what do you do? Do you, do you just call the cops when you get any sort of threat or message like that? Mm. Uh, you know, There's a few that did. Oh, and I think that's the advice. I think the advice is you need to trust law enforcement on these things. And importantly, if you are still seeing this message, it's really important to let Scam Watch know. That's the government body that, that sorts out scams. And really, even though they might not be able to help you directly, so they may, may not be able to finger the bloke that, that sent it to you and put him in, 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 a, in, in a cell and you can you know stand in court, the, the point is they get a record of everything. And the more records they have, the more data they have, the better the chance of tracking down these people. The, the, the police were well onto this. They tracked down a, a, a mobile or an SMS provider in Melbourne, yeah. another one in Queensland. And we I'm provided sure an email sort. address. Surely that'll be, help them track somebody down. Potentially. But, you know, emails are a very easy thing to... Yeah. to, to but to I think we should point out, though, it is a scam. It, it, was, it was meant to trick people, in, scaring people into giving over money. Yeah. It was just a... It was like a, a mobile spam almost wasn't it a scam yeah. spam message no good but uh, it's happening and if you are getting one or you've seen one make sure you let scam watch know and if you are concerned you should obviously call the call the police 
Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the death threat scams going around. There's a lot of publicity about it this week. It is a scam, and uh, and importantly, um, the, the police are well on their tail, so hopefully they'll uh, track them down, and we'll hear more about that in the coming months ahead. Right, yeah, we've got two minutes, and that's what we do here with the last two minutes of the show. We're going to talk about two great products. Stephen, Libratone. Yes, start the clock, Trevor. Libratone Live. Now, Libratone's a, a, a audio brand that makes speakers. They, they make a couple of speakers. But the one I, I looked at is the Libratone Live. Now, what, it, what Libratone Live has, it has AirPlay, Apple's wireless technology to allow you to stream your music from your computer or from your iOS device, your iPhone, iPod, and iPad. Uh, now, the Libratone Live range has five different colors, but what I like about them, they don't look like a speaker. They're a triangular shape, covered in cloth, quite bright and colorful, designed to fit in with your decor uh, and, and being wireless very easy to set up all you need to do is plug them into the PowerPoint and they've got a nice handle on the back so you can carry it from room to room if you want to on the audio side the quality was surprisingly good now it's not a cheap speaker for a reason it's $899 but there are five speakers built in so you're getting really good quality sound but it also offers technology called uh, the, the, the technology is called room it's sort of full room technology it's called and what it does, it adapts to the room that it's sitting in. So it offers this lovely 360-degree sound, very full sound, great bass level, can fill a room. From, for such a small device, produces quite a large sound. $899, Libratone Live. And now, uh, tick, 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 you want one minute to tell us about the Humax PVR. Humax, they're, they're one of the leading brands, very big in Europe, Humax, uh, and the UK. They make set-top boxes, and I, I had a look at the HDR 7500T, which is also not only a set-top box, a digital TV recorder, twin tuner, so you can record two programs and watch a third recorded program or you can watch one program live and record a live program as well. Uh, it's very easy to set up. It's small unit, about the size of a DVD player. Uh, tunes in all your, all your digital channels, uh, standard def, high definition as well. It's also got great recording functionality. There's a built-in EPG, so you can just click on the programs you want to record. Out of the box, you get a free Ice TV three-month subscription, which is a premium EPG that allows you to uh, do things like remote recording using the Ice TV app as well. Well, uh, the what I liked about it, it was, as I said, very easy to operate. The remote control, the, the buttons that I use most often, play, rewind, and all those, were, were the smallest buttons on the remote control. That was one. I actually had a meeting with the Humax uh, managing director. I said, you know what? Those buttons could be bigger. So I said exactly the same thing he told me. Mm. So, yeah, Humax available in 500 gig and one terabyte models, 449 for the 500, 549 for the one terabyte. The Humax HDR 7500T. And Mr. Humax, you got 30 seconds more than the minute required, so it must be a good product. <laughs> You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. And that's it for episode 74. Uh, it's a big, big fortnight of, uh, of sleepless nights and different things coming up with the Olympic Games coming on, mate. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I, I love getting the, the, the big TV, the HD. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's a sports lover's paradise and, and an opportunity to watch sports you don't normally watch, don't you think, Trevor? Exactly. The Olympics is great for Bring that. on the Greco-Roman wrestling. I mean, what is oh, the absolutely. deal with that? Anyway, archery. Two, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Next week we'll both we'll both nominate our. Um, we won't say weirdest, but our most uh, unlikely sport that we enjoyed watching. 
Absolutely. Okay? That's what we'll do next week on episode 75. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. You can listen to my podcast at yourtechlife.com and you can read Stephen's stuff and listen to his podcast at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. 